Hey guys, you are now listening to Coaching the Mind and Body, and I am your host, Brashard, owner of Mind, Body, and Fitness, and the Five-Year Fitness Journal. Now before we get started, I do want to remind you about my Lace Up and Get Active program. Live workouts Monday and Wednesday, 5.45 to 6.30, with the recorded version available the following day, just in case you missed. Also, my Eat to Live, Not Live to Eat nutrition program, built around intermittent fasting, clean eating, and education. Now, if you're looking to get the ball rolling, you're looking to make some improvements, you're looking to to just get things in order, please check the link in my description. Please reach out to me directly, and let's figure out where you need to go. So let's get this interview started. I have a great uh, interview coming up for you guys with an awesome friend who has seen a lot in the medical field and has also faced a lot through her own, through her own journey. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome Iris. Iris, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, first and foremost, I just have to say thank you for joining me. Thank you for talking with me. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good one. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to um, share my story with you and um, with the people who listen to you and those who you train. Awesome. Uh, here, give everyone an idea. What do you what do you do currently? Okay, so I am a medical coder um, for the Orlando VA Medical Center. Um, that's my my profession right now. Nice. How long have you been doing that for? I've been doing that for 13 years. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> one, one thought about it? Will you, um, how's it been to you? Um, I like it. I, I work from home. It allows me to stay in the medical field, which I really love. Um, anything that has to do with medicine and hospitals, I've always liked. Um, um, growing up, I wanted to be a nurse, but after I found out <laughs> that it's so much work and I yeah. highly respect them, I did not want to do it. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. yeah but no, hey, but yeah, medical coding allows me to stay up to date with a lot of the things that a lot of the testing and procedures and stuff that are coming up now and the VA it is um, they they have a lot of programs that um, are innovative and uh-huh. um, for the vets of course but that slowly trickle down to other specialties at other hospitals even to the private sector the awesome. VA has been a pioneer in a lot of that so it's kind of exciting working yeah. for them that sounds, yes. that sounds very exciting and yes. and congrats to the long career i mean i definitely think you have to know you know you have to know and understand like what you want to do and you know like yeah more power to them but you have to <laughs> you know you gotta understand <laughs> like if that's not my route like you know force it do what speaks to you do what like allows you to do and be all the things you want to be um so let me ask you, big question, what is fitness to you? Well, fitness to me is a whole system. And it basically starts with um, your mind, mm-hmm. even before your body. Beautiful. And the place that you are in spiritually. 
because no matter what you no matter what you do, if spiritually and mindfully you are not there and you are not prepared, then you are not going to be successful. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's fitness, if it's something with your health or even with your job. Mm-hmm. You have to like it, you have to love it, and you have to decide that fitness like spirituality, um, nutrition, and all that, it's lifelong. It's not, I can do this for two months, and then, yes, I'm going to feel better, but then I'm going to go back Mm -hmm. to what I did before. Um, That's not the way it works. Once Once you set your mind to doing something, it's a lifelong journey. Yeah, that's that's so true. It is a lifelong journey, and it's bigger than... You know, just a number on a scale, even though that's a huge milestone, no matter what number it is. Um, yeah, you know, it's bigger than that. And that does trickle to other parts and, uh, parts of your life. Um, and it's mental, spiritual. That is a great thing because it doesn't matter how fit you are. It doesn't matter, you know, how much money you have, you know, like, or what you can afford you. But it's like, if you don't have like the mental mindset, the mental, um, yeah, you don't have that spiritual connection. You're not in line. You're not at peace with yourself or, you know, whether it's stuff in your life that's bringing you, you know, you definitely have to take care of that first in order to truly be able to reap the benefits, the physical benefits or all the other benefits that are out there. Exactly. I tell everybody who um, talks to me about losing weight and going on a fitness program I tell them that mentally and spiritually, they have to be in a place where they will accept um, what their body is going to go through. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of us think that it's just about the weight. So it's 200 pounds, but I want to be 150. So Mm -hmm. it's just about losing those 50 pounds. And the majority of the times it is not. Yeah. The majority of the times it is um, <clears throat> trying to see spiritually why the 200 pounds and being honest with ourselves as yeah. to, okay, so I've gained in the last 10 years, 50 pounds. Why? Yeah. And be very honest with ourselves because it doesn't only mean that we continually go to McDonald's. That doesn't only mean that. It means that where am I emotionally? What's, what stressors are am I putting on myself or mm-hmm. allowing myself yeah. that is causing me not to actually follow through with what I keep saying? Mm-hmm. You know, this yo-yo back and forth, this, mm-hmm. um, okay, I gain I I lose, so I go on this fantastic diet um, Mm -hmm. that I lost 80 pounds, but then I go back to what I was doing before Mm -hmm. and that then I gain 80 plus 40. And so, and that means that mentally and spiritually, we are not at the point where we can accept what our body is doing Mm -hmm. because we could be 
200 pounds and still, you know, go out there and do the physical fitness and do anything, everything else. And and once, yes, and be happy. And once we're content and, and I can't say stress-free because there's no such thing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Life is... You know, life is such that it throws you a curveball every single day, mm-hmm. but it's how you deal with that curveball mm-hmm. yeah. that allows you to stay on track with um, <clears throat> with what your your life plan is. Yeah, because it shouldn't even be a goal. Because a goal is something that you do. Um, yeah temporarily you know i i want to um by uh, by november 12 i want to lose five pounds that's a goal a yeah. life plan is i want to be healthy for the rest of my life and you know i want to be able to take care like of myself that. into old age and be independent exactly. and, and not be have independent. to worry yeah exactly man. Exactly. I want to live to be, let's say, you know, a lot of people I hear, I want to live to be a hundred. Yes. I want to live to be a hundred, but be cognitively there, physically there, be able to enjoy being a hundred. Not, I want to live to be a hundred and I'm going to have all these Exactly. You're bedridden. You have all these ailments and basically what's keeping you alive is all these pills. Mm-hmm. Man, that is, that is some great stuff you just said right there. Um, if you don't mind me asking, well, how has your thoughts changed over the years since you since you've worked in the med- medical field? Um, how has your thoughts changed over time? Well, my thoughts have changed. Um, and I'm going to be quite honest. I am distrustful. Uh medicine i am distrustful of doctors not that i won't go to doctors but i go i make sure that i go to doctors with a list of questions mm-hmm. and i make sure that um whichever doctor i choose the primary care you know um whichever then that they are in li- they are in line to why i am there yeah so it's not, oh, you're going to, you have high blood, let's say you have high blood pressure. Um, you're going to take these and these and these pills. No, why? And after I take these pills, what are these pills going to do to me? What are the yeah. side effects for these pills? And then you're going to give me another pill for these side effects. Mm-hmm. So it's not that I tell people not to take, not to go to that to um take medication it's an individual choice but you should know why you're taking this medication your doctor is not going to volunteer a lot of information you're supposed to be able to go in there and grill this physician And they're supposed to answer your questions. If you, if they refuse to answer your questions or try to shoo you out of their office, that is not the doctor for you. That's not that the is not the physician for you. Exactly. I, I no, I love it. And I, if, if anyone takes anything from this podcast or from this episode, it's definitely just that part. Cause I always try to tell people you should go in there 
educated, knowing, understand, like not, you know, knowing like what, why are you going in there? Why is always very important because why will help you determine how you go about the things you want to go about. But yeah, it's, it's, it's extremely important not to just go in there blind or just to blindly accept any and everything they say just because they have the title and white coat. Um, you should, exactly. you should be asking all the questions. You should be asking questions for the questions, um, you yeah. know, and yeah, and following up and going from there. And yeah, the transparency should be, it should, it shouldn't even be like an, a question, you know? No, no, you should, you should be so comfortable with that provider that you can ask them any questions and they will take the time to answer them. Mm-hmm. You should be, you should, this means that you are taking responsibility for your care. Yeah. You are not giving your care, your health, your body, your mind to anybody else because mm-hmm. it's not their responsibility. It is yours. And yeah. how do you take responsibility for yourself is you educate yourself and you go in there and you ask as many questions as possible and the majority if it's a good provider they will welcome these questions Mm -hmm. and they will answer them as best as they can yeah there's no there's no place for pride in the medical field no because the majority of the time since Medicine moves so fast. So many new things come down every single day. They are also learning. So if you spark the learning in them, you in turn will learn also. And you'll have a great relationship with your provider where it's not just take this pill and I'll see you in a month's time. Yeah. But you'll have a relationship with your provider where you can tell your provider anything. And a lot of people say, well, no, you might have to go through 10 providers before you find that particular provider that will um, answer your question. The majority of the providers that I know they welcome these questions. They want patients like this because they providers sometimes feel that um, the patients go, the people who go in to see them, they, they go in expecting the magic pill mm-hmm. and providers know that there's no such thing as a magic, as a magic pill. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how many, how, how many pills they give you. If you don't take responsibility for yourself, then nothing is going to work. And if you have family or even elderly family, mother, daddy, um, aunts and uncles and all of that, that are past a certain age, then it's imperative upon you to make sure that they are getting what they need. And not just being shooed away. Yeah. No, that is, that is huge. Well, uh, you had your own scare, right? If you don't mind yeah. me asking, if you want to share a little no, bit. No, I don't mind. Of course. So in um, December of 2011, um, I went for a mammogram and in my left breast, they discovered microcalcifications. 
And then they decided to do a biopsy and at the same time remove from my left breast the microcalcifications. Mm-hmm. So they came, they came back um, in February of 2012. I got the results. I got a call from the surgeon telling me that I had stage zero cancer in my left breasts. Okay. It's called duct duct ductal cell carcinoma inside two of my left breast, but it was stage zero. So according to them, they were really happy that they found it at this really? made up yeah. stage because zero is like nothing, but mm-hmm. needless to say, they had already gone in and taken everything out. And so I, they wanted me to do chemotherapy and radiation. If I chose not to do chemotherapy, I would do an aroma, aromatase inhibitors, which are basically like chemotherapy, but they're mm-hmm. pill form. Mm-hmm. And I would do radiation on my left breast. They wanted me to do both things. Mm-hmm. So I went home and I thought about this and I thought about this and I And I didn't sleep many nights and I thought about this. And then I went on a Google search. I searched Google for like three weeks until my daughter literally took the the laptop away from me. And she was like, no, (laughs) this is ridiculous. You're not doing this. You're driving yourself crazy. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I was like, I'm not doing aromatase inhibitors. I'm not doing chemo. I am not doing radiation. Mm -hmm. But just to see what they would say. I decided to keep appointments with my surgeon, who was very nice. She was a great doctor, and she answered all my daughter's and myself's questions. Mm-hmm. And um, we, um, she recommended the best oncologist in Orlando because her mom was seeing this woman. Mm-hmm. And, and the best radiologist in Orlando, because her mom was also seeing this mm. woman. Wow. And she, so I'm like, well, you know, her mom is seeing this and she's a surgeon. Says so let's, yeah, let's see, <laughs> let's see what happens. So I walked into this lady's, um, it was a female oncologist and I walked into her office and she wasn't there and my daughter and I, we sat there and we waited and she came in and she looked at me and she's like, you're doing tamoxifen and chemotherapy. Just wow. like that. Very arrogant. Just walked in. Yeah, Very crazy. arrogant. Crazy. Just walked in. And I looked at her and I said, no, I'm not. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. I, that's I'm crazy. Like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. And yeah. she was like, she like got, you know, she got like huffy. It's like, what? Yeah. And I said, no, I'm not. And she's like, why are you here? Because I wanted to hear what you as an oncologist had to say. Not, I didn't want you to order me to take something. I wanted yeah. to hear your opinion and what to say. Mm-hmm. Well, studies suggest that if you do tamoxifen and you do radiation, um, your cancer will not come back. A five-year study says, and I'm like, okay, I respect that. 
Where's the study that says that if I don't do any of these things five years down the line, I still won't have cancer. There's no study. So you're quoting a study that's lopsided. Mm, Wow. Yeah. You're literally, so you're telling me about a study that if I do these things five years later down the line, I will not have cancer. Yeah. But you're not giving me a study on your patients who have done, not done these things. And then five years later, Close. they're cancer free. You're not giving me a study on that. Well, we don't have that. Then you have lopsided studies. Yeah. Needless to say, for 45 minutes, we 45 minutes, we spoke to this woman. And she finally said, I said, if you know. And we spoke about the side effects of chemotherapy and everybody knows. And as you know, Richard, I love my hair. Mm-hmm. I know and you do. One of the, one of the, <laughs> one of the things was I lose my hair. Vanity takes over mm-hmm. first. And plus all the horrific side effects of chemotherapy, mm-hmm. tamoxifen, Aromatase inhibitors, they create other cancers in your body. Yeah. Exactly. So 45 minutes later, we asked her, I'm like, why, if you know these drugs have horrific side effects, especially on women, would you even suggest that they do this? You know, besides, you know, the chemotherapy is and all of these drugs, it's big money makers. So she was like, because the majority of the patients who sit in those chairs that you two are sitting on beg me for this stuff. They don't want to hear about anything else. They beg me. And I actually believe what she said because they're looking for the magic pill and they don't want to do the hard work Mm. so we left there and went home totally dejected and sad and then I decided to keep an appointment with the radiologist Mm. now mind you my so-called cancer stage zero it's in my left breast my heart is on my left side Mm -hmm. This radiology literally told me that if she does radiation on my left breast, it will not affect my heart. Oh, wow. I got so angry because I know my anatomy. I know anatomy. That's part of my job. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, how can you say that? Radiation doesn't bend. So you can't bend it. around. You can't bend (laughs) that around my heart so it's going to affect my heart so radiation is going to give me a heart condition that I don't have and I am going to radiate my breasts until they prunes plus a heart condition why would I do this plus Mm. it's going to hit my spine Mm. and um who knows what it's going to do to my back and my bones and all of this. Mm -hmm. We walked out of there. My daughter looks at me and says, that was the dizziest woman I've ever seen. Wow. So I went home dejected again. And then my 
daughter, a friend of hers knew this lady who was an alternative medicine provider, an alternative medicine doctor, who his mom had seen for cancer. And, um, and we made an appointment with her because I decided I'm not doing any of these, you know, the conventional yeah. methods. I'm just not doing this. I will look for other alternate alternatives. Mm-hmm. So we went to see this lady, which was a four hour consultation. Wow. I left there with a headache. Of course. She, it was so intense. She went over my whole health history, my whole emotional history, my childhood. Wow. I mean, we went back to like the until basics. the basics, until like way back, as far as I can remember, at wow. three years old. And she's like, if I take you on as a patient, if she takes me on as a patient, okay? And this was an expensive, um, this was expensive at, at that it. time. And I'm talking about 2012. Her consultation was $600. That was just a consultation, mm. a consultation fee. And so um, she... <laughs> She's like, if I take you on as a patient, read my contract. Her contract was basically, if you do not, her whole contract basically read, if you don't follow what I say, I will drop you as a patient. Wow. This is going to be expensive. Insurance does not pay for this. I do not accept insurance. Mm. I know it's your money and I could be taking your money if I want, but I, I am not here here to take your money i am here for you to get better so if you don't follow what i say and do as i say i will drop you as a patient Mm. so i did that um i had to give up meat i had to at that time i didn't have to give up coffee she kind of gave me a little bit of leniency towards Mm -hmm. that alcoholic beverages um I had to follow a strict diet, which was, it really wasn't strict. It was just a lot of fruits and vegetables and whole grains and organics. And um, she put me on what were called undas, which is a homeopathic, um, they're homeopaths. She puts me, she put me on minerals and vitamins and Mm -hmm. different supplements. And the first, I would say, two months, it was really hard because I was detoxing and I could feel my body detoxing. My wow. body hurt. I felt mm-hmm. like I was pregnant again. I would get up nauseous. I, yeah. I mean, it was horrible for the first two months. Yeah. And I saw her every two weeks, every two weeks in 2012, it was $500. Every time Man. I saw this woman, it was $500. Yeah. And thank God for the VA and overtime. And um, and I, I actually went to her for five years until she moved. She moved to California, but I changed my whole diet. I she worked on my emotions. She worked on my stress level. We 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 did acupuncture. 
we did different detox massages. I, um, every single um, meditation, I learned how to meditate. I had a small trampoline that I had to jump up and down every single day to move my lymphatic system. Mm. I, um, I went on walks. She didn't want me to do strenuous exercises, especially at the beginning because I was detoxing. She wanted me to walk. And you're detoxing from the stress as well. Exactly. And detox from the stress and anything that was causing me stress was I had to let it go. I could not actually um indulge in that unfortunately my marriage suffered Mm -hmm. during that time and i wound up getting a divorce because it was a lot it was a lot for another person also to do this radical change in the house Mm -hmm. and all of this stuff it i can imagine it would it would have been very hard for him also Mm -hmm. so i it, it was radical I did do it. I, I did change um, from 20, 2012 to now, 10 years later. I'm, I am cancer-free. I, 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 continue, I continue my diet because I shouldn't call it a diet. I continue my life um, Your lifestyle. Yeah. modification mm-hmm. because... Um, I like it. And I saw that it worked. Yeah. So I continue doing my meditations, um, the walking, I, I can, I continue to as much as possible, not to let stress get me down. I mm-hmm. also found, found out that, um, I, I read this great book. Uh, his name is Bruce Lipton. And it's called the biology of belief. And he's a, a neuro neuroscientist. And he did this great experiment with cancer cells. So he found out that if he took the cancer cells and he put them in different mediums and different petri dishes, that the cancer cells would either multiply or the cancer cells would revert back to normal cells. So mm-hmm. if he put them in this high stress condition, he multiplied. If he put them in like meditate meditative conditions, or he mm-hmm. he put them in low stress environments and all of that, the cancer cells reverted back mm-hmm. to um to normal cells. So I read that that was my very first, and that was another thing. I had homework. Um, I had to read like all of this stuff because she mm-hmm. wanted me. She's like, I don't want you to be coming to me for life. I okay. want you to to have control over your own health. Beautiful. I love this it is not. Yes, exactly. It's not like conventional doctors. You're with me for life. You're going to take these pills for life. That's not yeah. what she wanted. And with a true alternative medicine, it's every every month you're your treatment changes. So my homeopaths would change my, my, um, the supplements I would take would change. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember that, um, for the first six months in the morning, I had to make this, um, and it was in the blender. So it had to have the pulp and everything. I had to juice beets, carrots, celery, and kale because it was supposed to be cabbage, but for reason, mm-hmm. for some reason, my 
my stomach couldn't take the cabbage. Mm. So it was kale and put it in the blender. Make 32 ounces of this. Oh, man. And drink it in the morning for yeah. breakfast. So I would make it. And at that time, I wasn't working from home. I was working at the VA. So I would make, make it in the morning and I would drink it on my way to work. So and that was every single morning for like six months. I had to do that. That's Carry funny. these 32 yeah. ounces of this. And it was Monday through Sunday. Man. There wasn't a day that I did not do it. Man, yeah. But pretty sure that got old quickly. Yes, yes, it did. <laughs> but um, but I also started to feel better. Mm-hmm. I start my skin started to look better. My um, I don't know. It was I had a better zest for life. Wow. I I was determined. Um, and another thing that she told me, it, this might not work for everybody because everybody's different and our journeys are all different. But one of the things she told me was that just think about your cancer. And I'm like, what do you want me to think about my cancer? I thought that the whole thing was not That's to, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, not to think about this stuff. And she's like, no, just think about it. Stage zero. What does that mean, Iris? What is zero? And I was like, um, nothing. She's like, exactly. So why would you be telling yourself that you have cancer? Why? Why? Because some man told me, told you that you had cancer. We can eradicate that and every other one of your stresses during meditation. So I started to believe in my heart that I did not have anything. And for the next five years, I did allow like two mammograms and people should actually, women, please research mammograms. Um, I did allow two mammograms and there was nothing on the mammograms, nothing. I am cancer free. I have, I am in good health. For my age, uh, I do not. I do not take high blood pressure medication. I do not. Uh, I do not have high cholesterol. My knees don't hurt. Wow. None of that stuff. My skin is great. Um, my your hair is great. <laughs> my hair is great, and I did not lose it. Yeah. Um. Actually, my hair grew even more. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I, I mean, she was a godsend, mm-hmm. but the most important thing that I will always be grateful to her is because she empowered me. To, yeah. She, Beautiful. she empowered me. So it was my responsibility Ability. to Great. do all of this stuff. Very true. Exactly. So I do it. I was going to. If I did it, I would. If I did not do it, I would get the benefit. Yeah. So her empowering me allowed me to do so many things mm-hmm. in my life. Um, mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, let me stop you right there. Empowering. That is definitely a, a big one. And that is something that I always try to do with my clients. Um, you know, whether you're with me for a month, uh, you know, a year, two years, you know, I want to help educate you the best I can. I want you to be as aware as possible. You know, I try to welcome all the questions. I, I try to help, you know, find, you know, find those questions or, you know, so that's, that's fantastic that she did that. And, you know, and it made, and it made an impossible task feel impossible. I feel like. Well, um, yeah, exactly. I, I feel that the greatest, like I said before, the greatest gift that she gave me was that. Yeah. And, um, and even though, you know, people, I, I speak to people about this and they're like, well, how much did you spend? And I don't want to say how much I spent that don't, first year okay. because it was a lot of money. But, um, the fact that I am cancer free and she empowered me to do so many other things besides just focus, focusing on my on cancer. cancer. Yeah. Um, um, the meditation patients the the stress the being as stress free as possible yeah um being in environments that are beneficial to me and putting myself number 1 beautiful yeah i am a mother and usually what mothers do is everybody else is before them mm-hmm. but Throughout this whole journey, I learned that, that it has to be me. Yeah. Number one first. Yeah. That is why, and it's, I love the analogy of an airplane. So in an airplane, when they tell you, when that oxygen mask comes down, they tell you to put it on you first first, and then put it on your child. Yeah, I and use it's that the analogy same too. Thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's that same thing. So when you are empowered, you are at peace. Your household is at peace. Yeah. You are healthy. You are able to enjoy your family. You are able to enjoy so many things instead of, oh, I have the sickness and all you keep thinking about is the sickness. Yeah. And it's not that we don't get sick. Everybody gets sick every now and then, but you empower yourself to get up and do what your body is telling you to do. Mm-hmm. Eat right. Do the teas. You know, I have an herbal garden and every time I feel something, I go to my Moringa tree and I just, make teas because it actually helps and it empowers you. It's you're doing something for yourself and it's not being selfish. It it is so important, especially as for women, especially who we are taught that we go on the back burner for everything. No, I am number one. Yeah. I am worthy. You are. I can do this. Yes, you I can. have been empowered. I love it. Um, so, I mean, beautiful. That's such a, a story. And I hope 
anyone that listens to this took something away from it. Um, so just let me ask. So now that you are, are past it, what would be, so when you talk to people, what, what's in, what are advice you give them? Uh, or what's some advice you would give to someone who is at the beginning stages of, you know, the, of, of that road? Okay. So no matter my advice to, to anybody that's yeah. going through any illness, it doesn't have to be cancer, either you're stage one, you're stage zero, you're still four or no, to research. You should do research like that you can empower yourself. And it doesn't matter if you go conventional or you go alternative or you go a combination of both. Education. It should be your decision. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Education is so important. It should be your decision as to what you want to do. And don't let anybody talk you out of that. They, people will talk you out of it if you're not educated. Yeah. And doctors will try to do the same thing. If you're not educated, educate yourself. I used to carry uh, a little book and I would write down all my questions and all their answers. Beautiful. Yeah. And even with her, I used to take a journal. I had a journal and I would take it into my alternative medicine provider and we used to discuss everything, not only get yourself, get yourself spiritually there, mm-hmm. whichever way you do it, it doesn't spiritually means anything. It's whatever is spiritual to you. So get yourself in that frame of mind that you can literally do anything and everything. Man. You are awesome. That, that was beautiful. Um, and I just have to thank you again for just taking the time out to talk with me. I only have one more question for you. And is, do you have anything you would like to say, share, or promote? I would actually, and I'm not promoting him, but um, I would actually urge everybody, no matter what your illness is, to read the book. It's called The Biology of Belief. And the person who wrote it, it's Bruce Lipton. It will Mm. open your eyes to disease, what we call disease. Mm -hmm. Um, That is very important. And like I said before, educate yourself. Uh, Careful if you go on Google, be, be careful of what you are truly looking at. And another website that is actually awesome because it was started by somebody. It's called Food Matters. Mm-hmm. And it was started. The person who started that had stage four colon cancer, 26. Jeez. He was told that he had six months to live. He is 56 now. And he started Food Matters. And Food Matters is all about nutrition and what you can do. And he said that he went to a chemotherapy appointment and he sat there and he looked around the the um, the waiting room and he saw the shape that the people were in. And he's like, I don't want to do that. 
Yeah. So he started juicing carrots. All he did was because he didn't know any better, until his skin literally turned orange, and then he started researching. So that's another website. And even if you do not have cancer or anything like that, it's an awesome website so for、yeah. you to go on and learn nutrition and recipes. You get all these recipes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. I I thank you highly. I I am really really so proud of you and all that you have done, Richard. I appreciate. And、it. I I、um, I look forward to where you're going to go next because、um, what the journey that you are on, it's also worth admiring. And I call it a journey because we're—I feel that we're all on a journey. So you're on a fantastic journey. So I hope that this interview does does help anybody. And if anybody has any questions, they can relay them to you, and I will I will gladly answer them、I、because this this is a passion for me. People making their own decisions, no matter what, it's a passion. Iris, so thank you, thank you for the interview. Thank you. You've been a blessing. This was a great experience, and yeah, just you know, keep keep being a blessing to yourself and to others. And we'll thank you. We'll talk again. Yes. All yes. Right, bye. Thank you. Okay. Bye. So there you have it, everyone. Another interview complete.、Um, I hope you was able to take something from it. I definitely. Uh, enjoyed it, and her story was powerful. You guys, thank you for joining me one more time. Iris, thank you for talking with me and sharing your story. Guys, I will have another interview coming up soon. Please subscribe, like, share, and have a good week.